This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the $100 is Rich Jones. Okay, Rich Jones, he is stuck in corporate. He wants to break free. He's binging on the show. For your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday morning, simply subscribe to the podcast right now on iTunes and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Folks, many of you heard I made a big league acquisition of a business, NathanLacka.com forward slash send later is the name of the business. And I didn't want to give up equity to a developer because I'm a business guy. So what I did is I used a website to find a guy named He Shiming. I paid He over $12,000 to help me build send later. And the site that I am using now is called Topdoll at NathanLacka.com forward slash T-O-P. T-A-L. I will build Send Later into a big business and I will take it public by the time I turn 30. I'll tell you more later on in the episode. Nathan Lacka here. This is episode 435. Coming up tomorrow morning, you're going to hear from Victor Levitin. He did $4.5 million on eBay and now has a SaaS business that just hit $25,000 in monthly recurring revenue to help sellers sell on eBay with his company Crazy Lister. Top Tribe, good morning to you. Our guest today is Brad Costanzo. He's an entrepreneur, investor, and business consultant who has built and sold two digital businesses and is now helping companies to use proven marketing campaigns, innovative branding, and strategic alliances to grow their revenue. He's also host of the Bacon Rabbit Business Podcast on iTunes. Brad, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready to rock. You sold two digital businesses. Which were they? They were a publishing business that I had uh, selling information products. What was and, the name of that one? Uh, well, that one was, it was a, it, there was a multitude of products. So there wasn't just one name. I mean, there was, it was uh, an, an LLC that I sold. However, the, uh, there was a dating and relationship advice product. There was a personal development product and there was a real estate investment product that were all inside that portfolio. Got Yeah. You know, everyone's listening right now, rolling their eyes going, Oh, why did Nathan let one of these dating guys on his show? Right. right. But we're going to, we're going to turn that around in a second. Right. Well, what's funny is I was never even in the dating, although I was selling some stuff to dating advice, I was never in this whole, the, the whole pickup community. And I was never, you know, really a part of that. I just recognized kind of a cool little hole in the community. Mm-hmm. And, uh, long story short, I, I, I realized that, um, people who were selling dating advice. We're talking about, oh yeah, occasionally I use magic tricks to meet women, et cetera. And I was like, okay, I like magic tricks. I'm going to create a course teaching guys how to use basic magic tricks along with all of the other stuff they're doing. So I was never even really selling dating advice. It was just like fun bar tricks. And I integrated that into everybody's uh, products. So I kind of found a hole and I filled it. Very cool. Um, What year did you sell that business in? 2012. And what did you sell it for? I'm under NDA, but I can say mid six figures. Okay. Mid six figures. Yeah. I can't say exactly what it is. What was the second business you sold? Second one was called uh, pig P I G tones T O N E S. And it stood for politically incorrect GPS tones. So way back in the day, my uh, back in like 2008, my partner and I, we built this company where we kind of hacked into in a, very legitimate way, Garmin and TomTom GPS. And we hired voice actors to create really cool celebrity impersonations, such as like Stewie and the, from the family guy, et cetera. 
and some ones we just created in order to give you turn-by-turn directions in a fun character's voice. What's that website? Is it pigtones.com? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. And I don't Is think they've still up? done it. Yeah, I think it's still up, but I don't think it's doing much. I, don't, I can't, can't tell you the last time I saw somebody with a Garmin or TomTom. Tom. <laughs> what, what year did you sell that business in? Oh, a couple of years ago. And, and who, who bought it? Uh, I'm under NDA. Oh, can't disclose. They didn't it's just a even... small, small investor. Oh, and, okay. An individual yeah, investor we bought it. Yeah, we didn't sell that for a whole lot of money. Sold it, but... Uh, Less than 100 grand? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So tell us what you're focused on now and how you're making money. I'd say I'm focused on consulting, crowdfunding, and coffee. Okay. Uh, which one of those makes you the most money? Uh, the consulting does. The consulting, uh, actually, the crowdfunding aspect has been recently working with some companies to do equity, to, to manage their campaign, to do an equity crowdfunding deal where they're trying to raise between 10 to $50 million. So the consulting has been my primary business ever since I got out of, I, I sold my business and I was like, what am I going to do next? Yep. Starting a brand new thing is kind of hard, but I had all this ammunition of marketing knowledge. I just went around to my friends and started adding value. And I kind of stumbled into the consulting world. I loved it. And it was everything from helping them just grow their online presence, optimize their marketing funnels, uh, strategize their paid media campaigns, and a uh, little bit of everything, really. So and what, what year, Brad, did you launch the consulting from it? I would say 2013. Yeah, 2013. And okay. I, do, I wouldn't even call it, a, it wasn't even a firm at the time. It was just me going out there helping people for money. And then pretty soon it just grew and I got more referrals and more referrals. And I, would go, I was going deep. It wasn't like one of these fake consulting companies like, hey, I'm doing group coaching and calling it consulting. Mm-hmm. It was literally going in, getting my hands dirty and rolling up my sleeves. But I was doing it typically for a, a nice retainer plus uh, plus a profit share. What was the retainer typically? It depends. It, it grew over time. In the very beginning, it was like $5,000 a month plus sometimes uh, five to 10% of the revenue of the additional profits over yep. the baseline. So of the increase. Yeah, exactly. That was in 2013. This is always an embarrassing number, but, but maybe mm-hmm. not in 2013. What was total revenue in the consulting business? You know, I, I honestly don't remember. Come on, Brad. That's exactly. like a badge you wear. I know, right? Well, in 2013, I mean, it was probably, I, I want to say right around 100,000 because I, I started doing that in halfway through 2000. Like, I think it was June of 2013. Got it. And it was all, in the very beginning, it was all performance-based. I was like, listen, let me, like my close friend, Drew Canoli, who runs FitLife TV, he, he was just really starting off. He had like less than 100,000 fans on Facebook. He's now got like 2 million. And uh, we were just starting off helping him build his brand and get everything launched. And I said, look, I'm good at this. We're friends. I'll do a lot of this on, on spec. Give me, give me a little bit of money, but let me see if I can rock this out for you. So I got paid there more so on performance afterwards. So it took mm-hmm. a few months to kind of get everything rocking. What, and that hundred grand is a combination of the retainers plus the equi- the revenue shares, right? Yeah, exactly. What did it do in 2015? 20, what, what is it now? 2016? Yeah, uh, last year. Last year revenue. Last year revenue was mid six figures. Okay. Under 500 or above? Just above. Okay. So 500 grand. And what's your goal? What would make you really happy in 2016? In 2016, I'd like to triple you're, that. You're popping champagne at the holiday party if you hit 1.5 million in sales. Right. <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. Uh, I don't, I don't think I'll hit that in 2015, especially because 2016 or oh, 2016, right? right? Yeah. What are you at now? It's all, it's September. I, I, I'd say, yeah, I, I'd say high six figures if uh, all goes well with a couple of the deals that I'm working on right now. 
Got it. And some of those are contingent upon like, I'm waiting to hear back today (laughs) on a, on a potential $30,000 a month uh, retainer. So I was going to ask you that. So when you first started in 2013, it was 5k and 5 to 10% of top of kind of increased revenue above the bench line, uh, above the baseline. What are you at now? 30, 30 K sounds like deals. You know, yes and no. I mean, it, it really depends upon the type of uh, consulting client I'm taking. Uh, there was one recently. She's a um, she just hired me out of she's out of London. She is a leadership consultant for engineering firms. Yeah, and this was a five thousand uh, dollar engagement for a couple months of phone calls, where it is not it, it's not as deeply ingrained in what I've got to do. Uh, running a, an equity based an equity crowdfunding campaign is a much more in depth. Uh, marketing campaign. It's almost like a, a product launch that I'm doing. So the $30,000 is, uh, is something for that. Um, I, I, this has probably been to my detriment is that I don't have one in particular specialty that I do. Like I don't just do this or I don't just do this kind of uh, marketing campaign. So a lot of times I base my, my consulting fees on what I'm doing. I only work with people I think I can hit a home run for and um, people who have got a little bit of forward momentum. Like I mentioned offline, I, I don't typically work with people who are just brand new saying, I don't know what I want out of life and I don't have anything. And can you help me get started? And they have a hotmail uh, address. Right. AOL. Just Prodigy. kidding. Just kidding. For all you hotmail lovers, I apologize. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> how, how many, what's the team size these days? What are you at? Team size is actually pretty small. It's about a four-person team at the moment. Contractors uh, or full-time? Uh, so I've got a full-time assistant. Mm-hmm. I've got a pretty full-time partner. And I've got um, a full-time media buyer. Got it. Okay. Um, let's move forward. So how many yeah. how many unique kind of customers will you work with in 2016? In 2016, how many customers, clients, you know, probably seven or eight. Okay. And let's dive into one of those because what you're doing is interesting with kind of equity crowdfunding. Uh, Is there one where you haven't signed an NDA that you can tell the full story on? Uh, I can't mention who they are yet because we, I literally am waiting. This is, would be my first equity crowdfunding deal. Okay. You haven't done this before. No, no. So this is something where, um, it's in my comfort zone, but out of it, there's a whole lot of new things. Uh, equity crowdfunding is a brand new uh, field. It's not like Kickstarter and Indiegogo. I mean, you're actually raising equity. So there's SEC filing, yeah, yeah. clients and all that other crap. Sorry. Tell a story about a customer. You're like what you actually did for a customer that you can talk about. Okay. So, well, one of my, you know, one of my more, more recent clients and I've worked with him for quite a while is a guy named Kent Clothier. He's okay. the CEO of real estate worldwide. They've got four companies on the Inc 5,000 and, uh, it's in the real estate investment world. So it's everything from uh, software as a service to education and coaching to actually done for you, real estate investing. And with him, what I was really doing is trying to trying to optimize the customer's journey so that we could buy a lot of paid traffic and convert it. So, you know, we were spending a hundred, $150,000 a month in paid media across multiple different channels. To what URL? Uh, well, real estate, REWW.com is a, is a great one. And then Kent Clothier, C-L-O-T-H-I-E-R.com. I'm on on that one, but that's like a generic one. I don't see a funnel on Kent Clothier. Right. That's more of his personal blog. And then REWW.com is, um, is the, uh, 
content stuff. content right yeah. so then there there are some uh there's various funnels i mean i think we probably have uh or had about seven different funnels which got to be uh, just a nightmare to manage and one of the things that i was tasked with doing was trying to simplify that down into just a handful of them so we could buy traffic uh to it and not have it just become like spaghetti yep it's so, fairly it's fairly easy for me to kind of find on these when I'm interviewing people the sophisticated folks versus the unsophisticated one. The unsophisticated one typically has like thirty thousand different projects ranging from ebooks to paid webinars to oh, membership yeah. groups that nobody keeps paying for. Uh, mm-hmm. And and what happens is they confuse themselves and then blame Infusionsoft because it's confusing. Well, uh, it's because your systems are so confusing. <laughs> yeah, I am a big fan of simplicity, but what is kind of funny about that is my mind tends to go towards complexity because I know a lot of things and I'll, I'll say, Oh my gosh, we can create this huge mega funnel and it can do all these things and this would be fun. And I have to stop myself going, no, keep it simple because then you've got to manage that thing and you will hate yourself. And I've, every time I've made the most money is a very simple funnel. So I've got consulting, uh, you know, with consulting clients that I've helped them do it. I usually like a two to three step funnel, which is, Typically, if you're buying paid traffic, I mean, this is none of this is rocket science, but it's taking an ad to a uh, to a piece of content. I call that a magnified message. You could call it a webinar, uh, you know, sales page, a blog post. It could be whatever. I just call it a magnified message, where it's just like you take a magnifying glass to the sun, you take these diffused rays of warmth, and you turn it into a death ray. But it cuts through all the confusion for your clients to know who you are, what you do, how you do it, and what why they should hire you. And then a lot of times just to an application to work, to work with somebody. And that is the simplest funnel. I call it my MVF, minimally viable funnel, because from that you can start to get data. And without data, you do, you're just guessing. Mm-hmm. But with data, you're guessing, you're testing, you're guessing again, you're testing again, and you're always improving. So I try to take a, a mathematical approach to everything that I'm doing. I mean, that's kind of like direct response 101, know your numbers. So on yeah. the, when you were spending with Kent about 150 grand per month, what were you driving to them in terms of gro- in terms of uh, new leads or sales? Um, what number are you looking? Are you looking at revenue? Uh, well, what, well, I don't know. What do you optimize for? Did he want email leads, or did he, were you actually oh, selling a product on the back end? No, we were actually we were primary. I mean, we were obviously gathering email leads, but we were going the tripwire approach. So we were selling a primarily a DVD, and then we also tried a, a DVD. DVD who, Brad, right? who buys DVDs anymore? That's what I thought, and it's really funny. So at the real estate investment market, it's typically an older crowd, older middle aged. Um, middle-aged older people and they love their dvds it's really crazy like a lot of people think that that's that that's you know not using it but you have to remember i mean a lot of mid middle america uh mom and pop who were who were really his demographic they love the dvds now i think that is quickly disappearing and people aren't wanting that but when you're selling kind of education it was like, well, what are we going to do? Send them a USB thing, which I, I do like. Uh, the other thing we started to play with, and amazingly, it did not convert as well as the DVD tripwire, was either a free or a $7 trial into the software that he ultimately wanted to sell. Uh, it worked, but not as well as, hey, you want a quick little DVD? And that one, uh, that one still just kills it. What, what will define kills it. So you, how much does it cost you to drive a new sale and what's the return there? You know, so I stopped working with Kent about six months ago to focus on the coffee business that I launched. Oh, you uh, actually have a coffee business. I thought when yeah, you said was, you focus on coffee, you're just being funny. 
No, 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 no. Literally uh, did this with my wife, but I took all of my knowledge, which uh, is mainly around information, selling services and intangibles and said, well, what's the worst that can happen? Let's launch a, a, a national e-commerce coffee brand. And you know, what's it called? Stilettocoffee.com. Okay. And what, so why did you do this? Is this just a fun thing to do or? My wife and I went on our honeymoon a year ago. She's been, we've been together for years though. She's kind of get, got that entrepreneurial bug and she's from Brazil. She's got a, she loves coffee. She's a coffee connoisseur. And on our honeymoon, we were just talking about, well, if she was going to do something else and in addition to what would she want to do? And it kind of came up, well, what if we sold coffee? I was like, you mean coffee shop? I was like, hell no, not unless I'm putting my office in there. Yeah. But, uh, so, you know, let's, um, Let's uh, create a brand of coffee. Now, the problem with this is coffee is a commodity and it's highly competitive and it's homogenized. Like, you know, unless you're a Starbucks, a Pete's or one of these other really big brands, it's hard to get noticed. So we kind of had the idea and I go, how, how would you get noticed? What would we do? And she said something absolutely brilliant, um, which I give her credit for because she's not a marketer. She said, why don't we sell coffee to women? And I go, okay, wait a minute. That when I started to think about it, if you've ever read any Eugene Schwartz, the five degrees of market sophistication, sure. right? It's, this is the fifth level of market sophistication when everybody knows and everybody else is selling the product and they're selling features and benefits and mechanisms of your product. How do you change the conversation to where you're talking to the demographic and you're making an emotional appeal? So we decided, I instantly kind of saw the vision. Well, what, you know, let's make a coffee for kind of empowered women like go-getters ambitious women who uh kick ass and let's what's make a coffee tra- yeah. what's like the mousetrap there's a bulletproof it's adds bad butter what's yours is it or is it just the story you know honestly it's just the story yeah. and so it's, it's amazing premium coffee so if you if you're a coffee connoisseur you'll love the coffee beans however it's not people joke well it's for women what does it make them lose weight i was like yeah it's guaranteed to make them lose weight if the caffeine gives them the energy and then they decide to go to the gym and run their ass off they'll lose weight yeah, every funny. single time but so it's a story and it's a gigantic, uh, it's a gigantic test and experiment to see if we can build a brand using story selling, which is one of my strengths. And I've done this for all of my clients is creating story selling videos in order to propel this brand to kind of national prominence, use a lot of influencer marketing, get people to take notice. And ultimately the goal is to exit this company to a much bigger brand who's got a lot more distribution and they say we love what they've done and we want to run yeah, with it's this. like skinny girl or whatever i mean this is it has, that was by big, the way the packaging is beautiful yeah. yeah i'm looking Thank at the you. packaging on the site it's beautiful packaging um what so give me give me a sense of numbers what year did you launch this in uh january january 2016 and how much total yes. sales so far not a lot i will say it's okay. it's, everyone starts yeah, somewhere yeah i th- i, I want to say it's under tw- just under twenty thousand dollars okay Throughout the entire thing, remember, this is my first physical product e-com, we, commerce business. We've had a lot of supply issues. We've had a lot of, uh, oh, crap, that didn't work moments and then retooling everything. So I'm expecting fourth quarter to be a lot bigger because I just yeah, honestly, I underestimated how much work this was going to be. It's one thing to build it, but, you know, if you build it, they don't necessarily come. I've spent a lot of money testing ads. And I've, I knew this going in, but I confirmed it, that it is hard to sell a consumable product that's totally based on taste through like just a Facebook ad. Like, Hey, come, you need to put out a story like, 
like that's an edited picture of Hillary Clinton holding stiletto coffee and say there's a reason she's back so, on the campaign trail. So it's so funny. I have Googled so many times Hillary Clinton coffee and I found some where she's holding the coffee mug. I'm like, can I Photoshop? Yeah, dude, I would be. Oh, my God. I would be like oh, any powerful woman in the world. I would figure out how to tell crazy stories about how stiletto coffee, you know, save them from pneumonia. Now they're now they're back to win the presidency or whatever it is, you know. Exactly. This is cool. This is very cool. And so I get it. It's a testing ground for physical stuff based on storytelling and because you're not going to do anything different with the product. It's commoditized. Right. And you know, yeah. it's, it's different than all of the consulting that I've done or a lot of the consulting I've done in the past. I've always used every business I've done as a marketing laboratory and that's allowed me to claim a win even when I have a loss. It's like, oh, well, shit, I learned something really cool. But um, this has allowed me to use my creative side and understanding of the, all the various channels. Cause I'm not a specialist in Facebook advertising or in sales copy or funnels or sure. this, that, or the other, but I have a, a good mastery of all of them or enough. And honestly, this was kind of a big challenge and she wanted to do it. I wanted to support her and a portion of the proceeds go to, you know, are going to help women in various programs, initiative, micro loans to women owned businesses, et cetera. And, um, it, honestly, the fact that it has the potential for an exit even enticed me more. I was like, "Ooh, let's sure. let's see what we can do here." Yeah, Brad, it makes hey, it makes good sense, man. It makes good sense. So, uh, you know, one of my you just remind me of one of my favorite sayings, which is, you know, uh, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Uh, so, so, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Uh, if people want to follow you as you build your consulting business and the coffee brand, where's the best place for them to connect with you online? You know, so I'll give them well for the coffee. It's stilettocoffee.com. And I own all the misspellings of that. So <laughs> have at it. StilettoCoffee.com. Uh, and if they want to follow it and check that out, that'd be great. Uh, I think if you use Brad VIP at the uh, checkout code, I think that gives you like a ridiculous discount. I can't great. remember what it was. The, um, the uh, consulting business, you can get a hold of me just at CostanzoMarketing.com. It's a great place to, to start off. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, I've got a podcast called Bacon Wrapped Business. Sizzling hot business advice guaranteed to make you fat. All right, guys, very quickly, many of you heard I acquired Send Later at NathanLatka.com forward slash Send Later. And here's the thing. I don't want to hire a big team. I'm a business guy, though, so I need developers. So what I did is I found this little website. I found this guy named He Shiming. I paid him over $12,000 to help me keep building this business, which I will take public by the time I turn 30. So it's called Toptal. Okay, and what Toptal does, it's a network of elite pre-vetted software developers. Basically, I told Toptal what I was looking for. They search their network for the best people. They even test the candidates, which saves me time. And then they just said, Nathan, here, use this candidate. They meet your individual needs and boom, I'm off to the races. So once you pick someone on Toptal, you can start working with them the next day. Now, for my people, Toptal's offering a no-risk trial period that you can get at Nathan NathanLatka.com forward slash T-O-P-T-A-L. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal to get started. This is perfect if you're a business person listening that doesn't know how to incentivize or find a technical co-founder. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Toptal and get started building your app now. Where, where are you at? When did you launch the show? I launched the show about two years ago. And what do you, uh, what's your frequency? Is it daily, weekly, monthly? Weekly. I, I typically release uh, every Tuesday, give or take. How many, my, how many total downloads are you at? Total downloads? You know, I actually haven't looked in a few months. I'm getting about 3,000 downloads per episode, I want to say. Um, I want to say I'm probably right around the half million mark so or so. 12,000 downloads per month. 
four episodes. I th- yeah, I think so. You know, yeah. it's funny that I love doing the podcast, but I don't treat it as professionally as I should. It's kind of an outlet for me to gain access and influence to people with access and influence. Um, and it's, it's, it's generated a good amount of, uh, of potential clientele for me and thought leadership. And I honestly, I use it, it, it. I call it the most selfish podcast on iTunes because I use it to gain access to people I want to talk to and to get knowledge from people. I want to pick their brains without asking them to go to coffee and yep. pick, pick their brains. Well, we will, Brad, I'll link to all of this in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top four, three, five, again, forward slash the top four, three, five. It's time for my favorite part of the show, Brad, which is the famous five. These are one word answers. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Favorite business book. One word. Or, or, or that's like picking sense. a favorite child. You get it. <laughs> uh, four hour work. We got me into digital marketing. Um, you know, business book is hard because there's business tactics and mindset, right? So anything by Stephen Pressfield or Seth Godin is amazing for my mindset. And one of the most eye-opening books for me that I still go back to all the time is One Simple Idea by Stephen Key. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? You know, I thought about that and they're really not. There is no individual CEO or somebody that I'm following. Number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like FreshBooks? Yeah. Mind, anything, uh, mind maps, mind mapping software. So I use mind, my mind, meister, M E I S T E R.com and X mind. And I think I plan, I do strategy consulting with, with mind maps. It's just the way my brain works. I could not live without it, but I did just discover a couple of like just reach out and content marketer.io as a really cool reach out tools. Uh, and I'm starting to use those. So yep. none of this is one word answer. Sorry. Guys, I will tell you on Friday on the 26th last month in episode 398, we had Michael Holof on who is the CEO and founder of mindmeister.com, including the software that Brad just mentioned. They have over 5 million users are doing over 250 grand a month and monthly recurring revenue sitting on a rocket ship. So that is a great tool, Brad. Number four, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Uh, typically seven is okay. my... Close. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? Married. Yeah. And no kids? No kids. And how old are you? 42. Social security number? Just kidding. Take us back 22 years, man. What'd you wish your 20 year old self knew? I'd say, and it was really funny because I've actually written this before and I went back into it today knowing you were going to ask me this. Um, don't seek comfort, seek challenge, invest in mentors, real life life is a game, not a test. And start meditating early. You're going to need it. Wait, what did you say? Real life is a, a game, not a test? Realize that life is a game. It's not a test. It's, it's absolutely, I think of it as a gigantic video game or simulation of SimCity or whatever you want to call it. And when I think about it like that, I just realize, hey, there's different challenges in front of me. There's different levels. And yeah, um, just when you die, you don't get another life. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) at least not that we know, right? Top drive. There you have it from Brad. Don't seek comfort, seek challenge. He's taken his first two businesses, sold them for good gains, launched his consulting business, which did 500,000 bucks in 2015, on track to do 900,000 here in 2016. Also teamed up with his wife to launch Stiletto Coffee. Go check it out. Brad, thank you for taking us to the top. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed Brad today, go back and listen to Liz yesterday. She has the top SaaS planning tool. She does over $600,000 in month in revenue, 1,800 customers, 13 million raised, and growing fast. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.